had a brother. His name was Pietro. He was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? Lana, if you stay here, you'll die. I just did. Do you know how it felt? It felt like that. Am I dead? No. Why would you think that? Because you are. We are now assessing a clearer picture of this crisis. And thanks to Captain Rambo, we now have first-person intel from inside the Westview anomaly. Swanda. It's all Wanda. Our initial theory had Wanda Maximoff as one of many victims. We now know she is the principal victimizer. This is our home. Then let's fight for it. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. We are live. All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. It's Jeff Sloboda, the MCU's Bleeding Edge. I've got Perry Ramsey, the host of Off Topic, a, a podcast. And I've got Cybernetic Shark, the experienced veteran YouTuber and fellow Rizzler um, with me here to collaborate with me on this live stream. This is going to be actually hopefully going to stay up, unlike my last one with Perry. This one's going to survive the... Uh, the YouTube, like, you know, community guidelines this time. And so you guys will actually have a chance to watch it when it's, you know, when it's nothing, when, it, you know, after this is over with and whatnot, maybe tomorrow or whenever you get around to it. But I hope you all do. And um, I did actually welcome some people, you know, to come in and check us out tonight. So hopefully maybe they'll pop up and comment. But we'll see. But, um, you know, as usual, I want to go ahead and start off by just giving everybody a chance to introduce themselves. So Cyber, if you want to go ahead and go first and just introduce yourself to everybody and, you know, I mean, this is your first live stream, you know, right. so this will be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> to introduce myself, of course, I'm, as you can see, Cybernetic Shark there. Um, just a little background on me. Like Jeff said, I'm being a veteran. I mean, I have been on YouTube since 2011, uh, shortly after the YouTube platform just had started. I really didn't take start doing you know, traditional movie reviews and stuff like that until a few years later. Uh, I really been, really been hitting it on the accurate note since 2017 really is when I really started doing it more full time and, uh, you know, trying to make it more of a, more than just a hobby, a little bit more of, you know, become a business a little bit. So I've been doing that since 2017, but been on the platforms of 2011 and, Basically, if you go to my channel, my channel is mostly, you know, movie reviews, unboxings. I do some parody skits. Uh, I created a series that I called an, an OD to Steve Irwin. Uh, basically, I'm pretending to have an Australian accent and pretend to go in the backyard and pretend it's like Steve Irwin with his show. 
I might have to just find. I might have to find those videos and make. Fun of them. Oh my make, god! I, can, I think they're hilarious. I can make some like doing it. I can I can spread you up spread you up on YouTube with that shit, man. But yeah, it's it's fun. But yeah, I do impressions and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, that's I didn't know that the gist of my channel, and that's pretty much who I am. That's awesome, Cyber. Well, don't forget you're a Rizzler too. Oh yeah, Rizzler too. That's uh, right. Been on there a tad bit shorter than Jeff has, um, but I did start. Like, I think it was maybe only a couple months after the app actually launched. So yeah. I was one of the first, probably one of the first Rizzlers on there uh, besides Jeff. Uh, and, I mean, I found great success on Rizzle, which I was really yeah. surprised. You have. So, I mean, and I enjoy doing that, too. Even though it's only like a minute, fat, you know, format, uh, you know, that's the only thing that really sucks about it is you've got to do like five videos to really get your point across. But still, yeah. it's a fun platform. and. That's where I met this guy over here. And hey, you're easily, I mean, you know, I got, I'm not going to, not bragging, but I've got the number one spot on Rizzle when it comes to covering the MCU. Like, I mean, I yeah. break everything. Um, if you go through the prompts on Rizzle and you check out the MCU prompts, 90, 95% of all of them, of the, of the like 750 of them are for me. Um, but the cyber is <laughs> really the number two guy on Rizzle for the MCU. And for some reason, there's not many MCU content creators on Rizzle, which is kind of unfortunate. Because, you know, it kind of leaves me in cyber in a position where, like, we really don't have many people to bounce ideas off of and stuff. Perry, man, if you ever have time in your busy schedule, you should jump on Rizzle, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it sounds like a, it sounds like a, neat, like a good, uh, quick thing to do. Like, you can make a quick, I mean, like, one-minute video yeah, man, and bring some news and have some fun. Yeah, I yeah. do a lot better than TikTok. <laughs> so much better than TikTok. It is. Because you I'm, really do interact a yeah. lot better with your the other people on Rizzle versus like say, okay. TikTok or anything else. Because I mean, it, I, I was only on there probably a couple months before I started doing responses and stuff like that to Jeff's stuff. And we just kind of started going back and forth all the time. And it's been oh, like we that. Click, yeah, we now. click right from Doug. Yeah. And, and it's funny. It's, it's funny because we, me and him have been friends for a really long time, but yet it took us like, all the way until just recently to actually start talking to each other personally and whatnot. Yeah. And now he's become like one of my better friends. just like you, Perry, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, mean, I talk to the guy like at least once every three days or so, you know, like, <laughs> but uh, Perry, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. I mean, I know we've done it before, but yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Perry. I, in my, I guess my, my introduction would be that I run a podcast called off topic. Um, other than that, I, am a huge mcu fan just like these two fellows right next to me and uh i'm really excited to start talking yeah, <laughs> i'm really excited to talk about this stuff um but right now i'm not i'm i'm taking it slow right now because like jeff said i'm a bit i'm got a lot of a lot of busy abilities right now and uh yeah. but hey <laughs> you know Iver, this is yeah. really cool because perry's been really looking forward to doing this live stream mm -hmm. he's really stoked and yeah. i am so I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. My energy for this is like perfect right now. Like yeah. I feel just like Harry does. Like you know, like like when we did that podcast recently, Cyber with Logan, mm -hmm. that was like the first time I'd made like long form content in a while, and I was really excited doing it. I think yeah. that's how it is for Perry. Perry hasn't done anything like this in a minute since like me and him did yeah. a live stream. I think so. Like yeah. you know, he hasn't that made was, content like this in a while. Yeah, that was episode five too. So it was like oh, a month. Yeah, a month or more ago. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. super excited, Jeff, and 
you couldn't keep your joy in. Oh, no, right after. I'm telling you, I was like, I mean, I, I felt like I almost, I, for a minute, I swear to God, I almost felt like I, I didn't watch WandaVision episode nine enough, like from <laughs> the live stream, you know, because uh, no matter what I do, I keep finding things in the episode that make me want to take notes and like write and like mm. write down dialogue and stuff like that. And I just can't help myself, you know, because I find so many different things happening that are so poignant in the episode. But you know what? Why don't we go ahead and get started? Um, Cyber, why don't you start us off? And why don't you go ahead and give us your your consensus, your thesis, your premise, you know, as far as the whole series from episode one to episode nine and just get after it. OK, so. My general thoughts on the whole series in a whole, all nine episodes, is basically it's a origin story kind of. Basically, it's Marvel's take on taking back to where you know Wanda began to how she's become who she is, and it kind of is Marvel's take on how to kind of retcon what they did with Age of Ultron. Now, because in Age of Ultron, they are basically saying that it was all the Mind Stone that is what created Wanda is who she is. So in the series, if you think about it, from the very first episode to the season finale, you kind of saw Scarlet's, which is powers kind of progress. And then you actually finally, finally heard her actually be called the Scarlet Witch for the first time in the MCU, because they hadn't used that term in the MCU at all. They always just called her Wanda Maximoff. So the fact that you know agatha harkness is introduced in this series too which is the first time seeing her too outside of the comic books we get to see kind of her evolution too but at the same time if you notice with the series they really didn't take the same approach as the comic books did with wanda and and agatha's kind of relationship they kind of made agatha the main bad guy and so basically, like I was saying, it, it, to me, the whole the whole nine episodes is basically an re-origin story for Wanda and showing her actually become Scarlet Witch. And that's pretty much how I feel the whole premise of the, you know, season one, if you want to call it, because we don't know if we're going to get another season. Who knows? This could be just it. But at the same time, it, that's pretty much what the premise of this was to kind of retcon what Age of Ultron did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a it, it definitely was like a big uh big retcon, but it it didn't feel like it was uh it didn't feel like it was in a weird like totally changes the whole premise, you know, like it it felt it felt natural. It felt yeah. natural. Yeah. Them digging into like the flashbacks and stuff like that. They didn't really do us they didn't give us very much. You know what I mean? Right. Really, you know like I mean, honestly, I expected more. Um, of, of the flashbacks and stuff like that, but they really only gave us what was it, episode eight, where where Agatha was like taking her back through her past and everything like that. Right. Oh, that was a remarkable episode. I really did. This is something I have not even thought about really until just now. But just as like a uh, a bounce off from like your what you're talking about, Cyber. Um, like really, I thought episode eight was very interesting. I really mm -hmm. did. I really enjoyed the scene where. Wanda first encountered the Mind Stone in in uh, in Loki's um, scepter, and it came to her and everything and whatnot. That was really cool, like because like yeah. I didn't know that. Like I mean, I had no idea that that's how it went down, uh, that it bonded with her and everything. And it makes sense if you think about it now, because the Mind Stone would have been attracted and drawn to her magical powers. You know what I'm saying? Like it would have. Right. The Mind Stone has has its own like life almost. It's like a yeah. lie. 
remember remember during um during Avengers 2 they talked about that how when like Bruce and Tony were like studying the Mind Stone mm-hmm. they they saw they looked at like the pattern of like of like the uh like the almost like the DNA of it and they said it was like an active brain you know what I mean like mm-hmm. right. yeah. like you know like alive almost um kind of like I just thought that that was like really awesome that like more. bonded with the Mind Stone like that and that scene that way that was really powerful. Yeah. You know that it turned out that that was what we saw in the trailer with the whole mindstone exploding and everything like that and whatnot. Yeah. And like you know, I, I wondered the whole time how, what that was going to end up being. I never thought that's how it would go down. Go ahead, Perry. I know you got something to say about what Cyber had to say. Oh yeah, no, it it, it definitely was like uh, ep- episode eight was I think my favorite one in the series in the like the series um, because of those new ideas that it brought to the table in terms of retconning, but also still like showing it within the timeline that they set because what they did brilliantly or not brilliantly in in retrospect was not show how those things went down and uh, with the mind stone. So it gave a lot of leeway um, in terms of how they could show it in the future. If that was even a plan back then, which I thought, I you know and it, whether or not it was something they thought of back then, I don't think I care. But <laughs> you know, um, but it works out. You know, and it also opened up uh, a kind of interesting idea of, to me, the one of the things that I thought of was whether or not her brother actually had the same interaction with the Mind Stone, or if it was, or if it was her like having the bond to the mind stone that created the sort of power for Pietro, which is kind of an interesting idea because. Because Pietro is a mutant. He doesn't have the magical powers like Wanda does. Right. But he was a mutant. Right. But, and they haven't said the M word yet. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, until they, if they say, yeah, they're just, mutants and that's just the way like that's why they had the they were able to get those powers then i'll be like okay wanda had nothing to do with it in that realm but in a way it kind of seems like you can speculate that if they don't use the m word for a while um then it might be here's a quick question yeah and cyber youtube if you want cyber if you want to go after perry when do you guys think they're going to drop the whole mutant thing like i mean honestly is it going to happen in spider-man 3 is it going to happen in um, in Doctor Strange 2, like when do you guys, Perry, you go first. When do you think they're going to drop the whole mutant thing? I think if they're going to do it at any time, it would be either, I think they're going to mention it in, in Eternals. I think that's going to be where like that kind yeah. of starts because it kind of has to. Like, it feels like it kind of yeah, has, um, has to. Yeah, but I think something is going to trigger in Doctor Strange 2 that maybe like, makes the gene like in everybody and all the people who have that gene um like that activates it something happens in like uh the multiverse of madness where it clicks on you know that might be like the trigger to get that gene started because otherwise it's going to be they're going to have to do a big retcon with a lot of um like figuring out how to say mutants were around this entire time and nobody showed up off, you know it's Marvel Studios. Oh, for sure. It'll just be. It, I. I feel like 
I feel like it might, it, it depends on how they do it. Obviously there's people who know much more about comics and can come up with a more creative answer than I could probably think of, but um, hey, don't, 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 don't put this <laughs> out there. You're a pretty knowledgeable for the MCU guy, man. Oh, thank you. But I, I, I think it'll be something where the mutants start now and then they'll have the stuff now. And so it, it, it it's looking like it'll be a long-term like build to having the yeah. X-Men oh, rather yeah. than, exactly. rather than immediately having X-Men. Cause I think that's what people are expecting as soon as they bring mutants into the fold. The Avengers but, formula, the Avengers yeah, formula. Exactly. But I think if they do it, they should activate the people now, like with some big of like the big event, whatever it causes it, whether it's like cosmic, like radiation, like hitting the earth and activates the gene, um, kind of like the Terrigen, um, with uh, the Inhuman. Yeah, like that sort of idea. Um, but I think that would probably be the best route to go because it also sets them up in the future for the next like 20 years setting up like well, extra movies you know and, and all that I mean, stuff. You brought that up. They very well could, um, in the Miss Marvel series, they very well could introduce the Inhumans. Yeah. I mean, even and, though, don't get me wrong, haven't they already kind of introduced the Inhumans already through, through the TV show or whatever? Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cyber, what, what what is your take on the whole mutant? Fortunately, it's on Disney Plus, so yeah, you can't yeah. really forget it. <laughs> what, what what's your take, Cyber? What do you think? When are the, when are we gonna see mutants in the MCU? I honestly agree with Perry. I mean, I feel that the Eternals could be the catalyst for it. Uh, some of the fact that a lot of the Eternals uh, center around the universe. So, I mean, they come in contact with different characters in the MCU that possibly could be mutants. But definitely it's something that they're going to be introducing soon because, as you saw in WandaVision, they were kind of hinting at Wanda being a mutant. Even though they didn't say it physically, they still were hinting at it. So I feel it's something definitely that's going to be coming out in phase four. It could be the Eternals. I mean, it could be Spider-Man. It could be Doctor Strange too. Who knows? But definitely it's coming soon because I know a lot of people are pushing for them to bring, you know, the mutants into the MCU. Uh, I mean, all the talk around, you know, bringing the Fantastic Four and so forth and so like that, that is all going to lead to having to have mutants in the MCU because a lot of yeah. that is centered around that. It's all so, connected. I mean, yeah. definitely I feel it's coming very soon in the next couple movies or so. I'm surprised they didn't do it in WandaVision. I don't know about you guys, but I really yeah. thought they were doing to do it. I really did. I thought they yeah, were. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't either. I, I thought for sure we'd see Magneto by the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I wanted it to happen, too. I wanted to see Magneto. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's going to be uh, – I think it might be a few years before we physically see, like, a mutant – kind of thing like taking hold of their power you and you think can they do the x-men without magneto it would it would be uh detrimental to uh like great character if they didn't include magneto yeah. I, I you know so i mean they they made the avengers with mostly characters that people didn't want to necessarily see on <laughs> on a big screen so they and Good they point. did that well um so <laughs> anything is possible and they probably they they wouldn't do it if they didn't think they could. Um 
but it's going to be really hard to have Magneto in there. It so it it all depends on how they go about it, and it looks like because like in the comics, Magneto is Wanda's father and Pietro's father. So, um, like how they're going to explain that would be the difficult part. That would be like the barrier to try to get around is how do you bring in him? If you don't just say, okay, well he's this, this just doesn't exist. Right. So it, uh, the only problem is, is that they would have to say if they, if they, if he's the father, then there would have had to be mutants and he would have had to exist already as Magneto. So then they would have to figure out how to incorporate that in. So maybe that's there. I think he is. Yeah, that could be, and that could be the case. And that's, 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 that's where it is. Yeah. I think he's in the MCU fold. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely, I feel are, are already existent in the MCU. They well, remember Perry when I, I couldn't remember what happened exactly with like Magneto and the birth of the children and everything, the twins. Right. Well, yeah. I remember now. Basically, the way it works is those parents that were had in, in Sokovia, those were her like her like her uh her, her surrogate parents. They're the ones who who right. got her the twins as kids. But Magneto mm-hmm. was the was their father, and sure, yeah. his his uh, the mother. She found refuge in Mount um, Mount. It's like Mount Thunderdor or something like that. And basically, th- that's where, in the comics, that's where um, Wanda actually like got some of her powers and whatnot. Is is Mount Wonderdor or whatever? Like, um, it was like a magical place or whatever. And when the, her mother gave birth there, it, that's partially what gave her her powers or whatever. In the comics, okay. but um. Uh, Perry, why don't why don't you go ahead and do your whole synopsis on the series, man? Well, you know, I, I forgot to get back to you on that. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Take your time, um, man. Go ahead, go ahead and give us the whole scoop on the whole the whole nine episodes. Yeah, I thought it was it was definitely to me it was probably the one of the better things. It was better than I thought it was going to be, which was which was a great surprise because I I wasn't sure. I went in there with an open mind, not not expecting too much or too little in that in that regard, and it really just kind of like blew me out of the water a little bit um, because the way that they went about like just just the creative aspects of it, um, like the way they filmed it and the way they went about telling the story and all that stuff, I thought it was really cool and something new to bring to the table in terms of MCU content, you know? And, uh, cause it's not just like, like the Falcon and winter soldier is going to be like a kick him and punch him movie or TV show, which is great. Like that's, that's superhero, like one oh one, you know, kick and punch. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun, but this was something that, <laughs> but this was something that, uh, kind of took you on a more like philosophical trip into, what these characters can be they can be more than just the punch them and kick them kind of what like what winter soldier did for captain america you know he showed that he's not just the star spangled like hero you know he he has more depth than that and that's what this show opened up as well for any side character that has an interesting backstory but just didn't get enough in the beginning of their run in like the mcu um so i thought that was really cool um i think it ended it ended 
I, I, I think I, I wasn't disappointed with some of the things that didn't end up being revealed because I, I knew that it, a lot of it, <laughs> when you're sitting there for a week, you have so much time to speculate and come up with like so many theories that I just didn't, I, I didn't give, I didn't put the pressure on them to like live up to those things that we all come up with, you know? Um, but I think it definitely, uh, there was a few things that I wish that it leaned on more towards the end. Like I wish there was a little bit more a reveal. Delve into that then. Go ahead and delve into that then. Okay. So I, I, the only thing that I was kind of like, eh, was the Evan Peters reveal, um, that his name was Ralph Boner. Yeah, which man. was like it, it was like funny like it was like a funny moment but at the same time i was like ah oh, i wish he was like oh. more yeah <laughs> boner yeah uh and uh i wish i wish there was more to that than just oh, cyber agrees with you believe me he wants he would that he wanted that to be the, the fox x-men quicksilver yeah and even if he never was seen again like in the mcu as long as they just said as as long if agatha just said Oh, I had to pluck him from somewhere else. Like something as like subtle as that. I had to pluck him from somewhere else, or I had to borrow him from somewhere else. Like just saying something like very vague, but like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know, um, that would have been much better in terms of like giving fans a little nudge, nudge, you know, like, guess what we're going to do next with Dr. Strange too, you know? Um, so that was, that was the, one of the things that I was a little like, eh, you know, I, I think that could have been more, but obviously like Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. So if he didn't have a plan in the next like two years to like completely blow our minds with things like this, you know, like I'd be, I'd be doing a disservice to his, uh, his legacy he's created. So, um, how about so that's, you try Five or sixty years down the road, because that's about that. He said that's about how how far d- down the road they go. Oh, I know it's crazy. Um, that's but a lot so, of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of thinking. Holy crap! Yeah. A lot of thinking. I mean, how many people? Can you imagine like, this many people have? came out with this much information to be able to yeah. make it that long? That's yeah. Like just imagine the meetings. Imagine imagine yeah. how long their, their like their sessions must be, where they just sit and like with a board and like write yeah. stuff down and like think about it and everything. It's gotta be hours and hours and hours. Oh yeah, for sure. But how fun would that be too? To come up oh, with comic I would die to have that job. I would die to have yeah. that job. <laughs> I know it'd be so much fun. <laughs> um, who would want to work for Marvel Studios, man? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, but Perry, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Finish off your synopsis, bro. Oh, um, so other than that, just like the no multiverse reveal for this show. I was kind of like, I think I was anticipating that more and that's where I was like, okay, like they're definitely going to get there. But like, I was kind of hoping for like something a little more uh, revelatory and the multiverse, like, like starting that train a little bit. And it didn't feel like it really like kickstarted the train at all. It kind of just like, it kind of is like if your friend said there was a train, you know, or hint like said, hey, like there's a train down the street. Whereas I was kind of expecting them to like get the engine turning, you know. Um, so that was that was a little that was where I was at. But uh, like all in all, it was it was great. Like it was so much fun. I like I can't wait to go back. Like one of the weekends that I don't have much going on, just to like 
watch all the episodes in order and like watch it build and develop and stuff. Um, so overall, really enjoyed it. It left some questions that I was hoping would be more answered, but also understand why they weren't answered because there's definitely a larger plan at play, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. There's plenty of questions. Yeah, uh, that most I definitely. That and I think that, um, in that you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, what, what do you think, Cyber? <laughs> now that you've had more time to think about it with the finale and everything, what do you think about what do you think about the potential for season two now? Me or him? <laughs> Cyber, go ahead. What do you think? Season two, can they do it or not? Season two. Um, I, I, we've discussed this in the past, me and you, Jeff. There is potential for a second season, most definitely. They could do a second season um, with where they kind of left it off because they did not answer everything. Uh, they decided to basically, you know, like if they didn't want to completely, you know, complete it in like the other films, you know, as such as Doctor Strange 2 or yeah, or Spider-Man 3 or, you know, Captain Marvel or Black Panther, whatever they decide to, you know, introduce this also into, they really could technically make a second season that could, you know, kind of envelope a little bit more about Agatha. And kind of, you know, they might end up getting that relationship that we know from the comic books. And it becomes more of a mentor, finally. They could go that route if they wanted to. So, I mean, there is potential for a second season. But I, with how they're trying to take it and kind of how very subtle the post credit scenes were for the finale of WandaVision, that seems like that if they do decide to do it, it might be further down the road after some of these other Marvel movies come out. Yeah, I, th- I think from a timeline standpoint, from a scheduling standpoint, we talked about this before, Cyber. I think the only way it could work, and you, you tell me what you think in a minute, Perry, um, is if they really put off season two, like maybe like a year and a half down the road from now. Because you know you know how they want to try to interconnect everything into the MCU, and to, into, into the movies and everything and whatnot. I mean, let's put it, I mean, first of all, they've already put out the schedule for the Disney Plus for like the next year and a half. Like, you know, and WandaVision season two is not in it. Um, but then again, you know as well as I do that, like, let's be honest here, during this COVID-19 pandemic, Disney's not exactly making as much money as they usually are. You know what I'm saying? And WandaVision was a huge hit. It was a massive hit. Extremely popular. I mean, I think on TikTok, when you put WandaVision in the hashtags, it's like 325 million or something like that. Like, yeah. You know, that's what comes after it, you know? So um, it's very popular. And I don't know, you tell me, Perry, um, obviously I want to get your take on the second season if they do one, but I think Elizabeth Olsen should win an award. I, I mean, like a, you know, like a, uh, a, you know, I don't know, I'm not a Golden Globe or something like that because her performance in the whole series was just outstanding. Yeah, she did. She did a fantastic job. Like be, she played every era perfectly. Like it all felt like it was in the era, and like yeah. they, she talked the way they talked, she acted the way they acted, and it, it, it comes down to great directing and great acting. You know, like that's just it's between about, like, it's a complex character. It really is. Yeah, it's like a exactly. Character. Yeah, and she really, she really explored like the emotional uh, 
like back and forth that she was having between kind of not knowing what's going on, but also it was like, I don't want to know what's going on because things are perfect, you know? And I think she played that like, like perfectly. And I think that's, that's the main reason why the story was so successful and so engaging is because it was like, she was playing dumb, but basically she's playing dumb to herself. Like she didn't want to accept that she did this, you know, she didn't want to accept that it was her. And so I, I think that was, uh, I thought it was really good in regard to a second season. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I don't think there's going to be a second season. Um, I am very hesitant to think there will be a second season uh, just because even the last episode, this last episode <laughs> was called uh, the series finale. Yeah. <laughs> Bye Joe. <laughs> um, so it's called the series finale. Um, and I, you can, and you can make the argument that that means, Oh, the end of this, like, her series of shows or like whatever. But um, I think, I think Kevin Feige has kind of hinted towards like, this was kind of a book start bookend kind of story. Um, and it was acting. And I know Jeff, we've, we've talked about this where it's, it's the start of a trilogy with Spider-Man and, uh, and uh, Dr. Strange. So I, I'm not expecting a uh, second season. Um maybe Wanda will be part of a different TV show like in the future, but I, I don't think it'll be WandaVision. I think it'll be something else involving her and maybe like her kids and maybe like vision, depending on what they do um, with him as well, but it might be called something different. Um, but they could always do like a family thing. If they, if like the whole arc is completed, you know, and she gets, and like she gets her kids and visions back, you know, like though if the whole thing goes uh, smoothly like that, then they could do like a family, like well, superhero yeah. family. But, um, but I'm not I expecting it, but left cool. for them to still work with each other. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's I mean, definitely stuff like that's, that's a good point, Perry. Yeah. This up. White vision. That's gotta be yeah. approached right off the bat. I mean, Right off the bat, one of the first things we get from the episode is we get we get white vision, we get ghost vision, or whatever you call it. And mm-hmm. what is what an interesting character? I mean, they nailed it. Like as far as you yeah. know, that's the comic book vision right there. That's the white, like you know, unemotional comic book vision. They did it perfectly. And I mean, um, although his impact, uh, although his his screen time on the, in the finale was not that long, um, mm-hmm. his impact was huge. And yeah. there were people who were disappointed that he just took off the way he did and whatnot and, like, shot through the roof and, like, that was it. We didn't see him again. But come on. We both know. All of us know. All three of us know he's coming back. We're, we have yeah. a vision in the MCU. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you, Perry, do you, think, do, you think, do you think he'll get back with Wanda? Yeah, but I, I, I think they'll, they'll slow play it. You know, I think they won't have it happen immediately because he was just shot with all, like he just got hit with all the memories. So I think he is ne- he has to process that because he still doesn't have the mind stone. So he still only has the memories and doesn't have like the um that that same consciousness that Vision has because he doesn't have the mind stone. The mind stone gave him that um that consciousness to be alive. You know, and 
without that, he might not have the same personality or disposition or humanity to him that um, the original or the MCU original vision um, had. Um, so I, I think he, he definitely will come back and I eventually he might, but they might play it differently. Like they might play it like, Oh, he's developing emotions. Now he doesn't have, he doesn't just have them because he has the mind stone, you know, he has to develop and learn humanity. And instead, you know, he's just a robot with memories that he can't really like relate to. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, I mean, he is he is he is like a, a superzoid or whatever. So at that point, yeah. he wouldn't be able to really grasp emotion. But at the same time, if they want to stick to the comic book, in the comic book, Wanda is so you know like she loves Vision so much and whatatnot that she doesn't care. She's still right. she's still be with Vision no matter what. And if you mm-hmm. got if you think about it, if you think about where the direction of things are going, she just lost her kids. She just lost her freaking – she lost her version of vision that she loved and, like, lived with and everything and had kids with. And so she's got to be really screwed up mentally right now. She's going to break down at some point. Um, she's playing with the freaking dark hold, you know, like – and she's crazy. So, like, at that point, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised – this is kind of out there, but, like, would, it, would you even be surprised, Cyber, if she would bring back vision, like, from her memories, the vision from the reality – occasionally just to talk to him and stuff like that and like hang out with him and shit. Could that be permissible? Do you think like, think about it. Like I can see her doing that. I definitely, I mean, yeah, I don't see why, you know, she wouldn't do something like that. Uh, especially with her type of loss and everything. So, I mean, it's definitely something that it is very possible that she could do. And who knows we might down, you know, Marvel might end up coming up with some idea where, that memory gets implanted into the new vision. Who knows? We could, you could yeah. say something like that. You never know. So, I mean, we have no idea. All I know is that recently in, in a interview, Paul Bettany said that he will play vision until he dies. <laughs> so, oh. I mean, we could see vision for many, many years because he, he could play vision for like so forever. He could. Yeah. And he, you know, the fact that he's an Android, he doesn't age. So putting the, all the prosthetics on him as he does actually age in real life, you can still get away with him looking like he does. So, I mean, he possibly, we possibly could see white vision end up becoming regular vision again. Who knows? We just, we don't know, but it'll be interesting to see if they do actually do more with white vision, you know, leading up to that, because we really don't, because like we were talking about, you know, in the finale of WandaVision, we only got to see him for those few seconds. And we don't know where he went after he got those memories. So hopefully Marvel will, you know, include that in the next, some some of the films, hopefully, or something, or somehow we'll get to know what actually happened to him after he left that fight between memory vision. It's very interesting. He's actually going to become like a rebel. Like he's going to like, he's going to become, he's just going to take off, I think, you know, and like, Kind of, kind of like try to find wherever he, a place where he can go hide or whatever. Essentially, like, I mean, you know, he's obviously not going to come back to sword. Um, you know, so at that point, I, I almost wonder if they're going to try to intertwine the story of Vision in in some way into Spider Man Three or like Doctor Strange Two and have have him pop up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you got to figure he's going to come. He's going to come to Wanda. 
you know, because he's got the memories. He's got the memories of yeah. one and everything, you know. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, honestly, um, I guess, you know, I'll go ahead and do my synopsis on the series and I'll keep it short. Um, I agree with I agree with all of you guys completely about everything that you said. And I think that one of the really great things that we all have in common here on this little panel is that we all loved the shit out of this show. You know what I mean? Like we did. We all enjoyed the hell out of it. We thought it was great from the beginning to the end. You know what I mean? And like none of us doubted it or none of us like, you know, were optimistic about what the show could be or like where it was going. I mean, from episode to episode to episode, I've been communicating with you guys for weeks. People don't, you know, those of you who watch this video you may not realize this, but like me and Perry and me and Cyber have been freaking talking to each other on the phone about WandaVision week after week after week after week after week here. You know what I mean? Like on our own yeah. in our personal time. We're very we're we're very like focused on this series. Like, you know, this this does not escape us. Um and honestly, man, I want I mean you want to talk about setting a tone. For the Disney Plus series, the the, Mar the the Marvel Studios Disney Plus shows, holy shit, man! They set a tone. I mean, yeah. seriously, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first one that came out, and they they accidentally had to do you know they, they, uh, not accidentally because of the pandemic they had to go ahead and throw Wandavision out there, and that mm -hmm. was very ballsy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like to throw it out there and have that be the flag the, the flagship first series right off the bat. Kevin yeah. Feige and Marvel Studios took a big risk right there. Yeah, hats off to them because I got to be honest with you at this point. I mean, if I could invest into, into Marvel studios, I would, I would, I would invest into Marvel studios because like I'm so confident in their ability to cast films, cast characters, find the right actors for, for certain characters and their production value. Like Perry said, the, the, whoever the, I don't know the name of the director that did WandaVision. I kind of remember his name, but he did a great job. Overall, the whole production team that put WandaVision series together were excellent. Like the whole show came together so well. And I'll tell you what, Cyber, you know, they only mentioned Darcy one time in the finale. And it was her taking out taking out Hayward's truck. But hey, yeah. you know what? She still had a great impact on the series and everything and whatnot. And I think that based off of what she did in WandaVision, she definitely has a has a, a future in the MCU without question. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I can talk about my my whole feelings about the whole series for hours, but just to like you know, I guess maybe make it clear and you know, in a very concise statement, um, I just think that basically overall, like the series was extremely well done. Um, I think that I know there were people out there that did not like the scheme, they didn't like the strategy, they didn't like the tone or the speed of of, of the show, the pace. But me personally, I mean, like, like, like you said, Perry, I've got to go back and watch it again from the beginning. Because, <laughs> like, really, I mean, this is the kind of material where you got to let it saturate with you a little bit, really, you know. And I still don't even feel like I have the I have the full comprehension of what happened in the finale yet. Like, there's parts of it that I still need to like watch over again. But overall. Just, I mean, hats off to like Marvel Studios, man, and Kevin Feige. They did a great job. And I'm, I mean, Jesus, I mean, to, to come off WandaVision and then go to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I mean, come on, man. Like, as yeah. fans, what more could you ask for? Yeah. I mean, shit, we've been I, living in the pandemic for freaking like over a year. We can't go out. We can't do anything we want. You know what I mean? Like, 
We're, we're all being restricted and whatnot to what, like, to you know, in terms of what we usually do in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have something to look forward to. Yeah. I'm yeah. pumped. Dude. I'll tell you what. Let's change pace a little bit. Why don't we go ahead and watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer? And why don't we shift gears? Let's let's go ahead and talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then we'll come back to WandaVision and kind of just take a break and kind of, you know, redirect our energy a little bit. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. So, who would like to start? Mr. Barnes, why does Sam aggravate you? 15 seconds to drop! So what's our plan? Hey. Great. Superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. I have no intention to leave my work unfinished. The wall's upside down right now. Where do we start? Here we go again, huh? We've been running hard on the job. Can't take that from us. Are you ready? Oh. Is you ready? Ready? You ready? Ready? Oh. Ready? 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 That wasn't so hard. Are you ready? Oh, is you ready? Ready? Okay. You say you ready. What are you doing? Are you having a staring contest? Are you ready? Ready? Is you ready? Just blank, sweet Jesus. I mean, how old are you? All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. I don't know what you think, you guys think, but like, I'm telling you right now. You talk about like action-packed adrenaline like you know raising like i mean that was awesome oh yeah <laughs> it's such a different it's such a different change of pace too oh it is it's huge. Um, which what is, is which exciting? is great is that shit exciting or not oh yeah oh it's gonna be great next next week because it's a uh, march 19th fantastic yeah oh um, i can't wait chemistry between those two is undeniably great and you know that's the reason why they decided to do the show. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. you know both Sebastian Stan and uh, Anthony Mackie, as soon as they were put together in Civil War, it was golden. Yeah. And I remember watching them in that, and just how funny they were. And in this trailer, you can see even their staring contest and some of their lines together were just hilarious. Yeah. And you can't help but laugh because it just it's on point amazing so yeah this is gonna be a really fantastic show i mean i did a uh trailer reaction to this uh, when it first got released and i just remember being so super excited about it because you know with how downplayed you know how like kind of 
Infinity War and Endgame, unfortunately, are considered very sad films, really, if you think about it, because, you know, you lose all the Avengers at the end of Infinity War. They come back in Endgame, but then you lose more other great characters that we've come to love in Endgame. So it's kind of like, it was nice to see a new kind of pace that would make it more adventuresome and, you know, fun again and happy-go-lucky. And that's what Falcon Winter Soldier is going to provide. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah, and like you were saying, the chemistry between those two is so fun because it's like a a bromance that neither of them are gonna want, but they're gonna end up having, you know. Yep. <laughs> so it's gonna be really great. And I, uh, like you said, they're even from the like the beginning when they met in like uh, like Civil War, and um, like they're in the car. He's like, "Can you move up your seat?" No. And he just like scooches over, like it's just stuff like that. Like they they have like Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are just like they're both great like action action actors and just general they're just great actors in general. So it's gonna be that cool that cool uh that cool meshing. And I'm glad they brought they're bringing back Zemo because he definitely did have like kind of like a they did the same thing with uh like the Mandarin. Um, like Iron Man three, it kind of just felt like he was like, whatever. But now they're bringing him back for Shang Chi, um, which is great. But Z- Zemo, especially, I'm glad that they're bringing him back, and he's gonna be a great. He's a great villain for this TV show, you know, because he's not necessarily like the biggest villain in the world. Like it'd be tough to make a whole movie strictly with him because he's not as well known or anything like that as like some of the other villains obviously but well, like he's, he's, like a he's, like a quasi-villain. he's like a quasi-villain perry because he's going right. to be with sam and with me for the first couple episodes they're going to be teaming up oh okay yeah i didn't i didn't even know that <laughs> but i agree with you 100 i think that i no please feel free. i was going to say that i i think zemo has a lot of potential they yeah haven't really, exactly. they haven't really demonstrated all of what zemo can do like he's a he can yeah. be a great villain yeah. And he's perfect for this kind of like uh like super spy action thriller type of show, you know, like he's that perfect like villain because neither the Falcon or the Winter Soldier are, are overpowerful. So he doesn't feel like he's he can just be like punched once and he's out, you know, like he's he's smarter than the average the average villain, you know, and he does have that quality that makes him dangerous, you know. Um, so I think it'll be a really, uh, it'll be a really exciting show to watch play out for the next two months or so. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. It looks like it's just going to be, uh, like you were saying, Cyber, just a fun, like, action, punch him, spy, like, like, let's get the, let's get the adrenaline going and sit back and, enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love that. Like, like Captain America, like Captain America, the Falcon, uh, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The flag. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, I know Perry, I know you probably already know Cyber. you know that the, that flag smasher used to be one of Captain America's biggest villains back in the comics. I want to say I kind of knew that, but not a hundred percent. So that is kind of, those people me. with the masks. In the trailer are the flag smashers, but now it's like an organization. It's not. It's like a terrorist organization. It's not just one guy anymore. Like you know what okay. I mean. 
And that's what that's what's going to be the biggest the big villain of the series is, is mm -hmm. like them versus the terrorists. That like final mm -hmm. battle scene you see around the trunk and shit. That's them fighting the flag smashers. Mm -hmm. And like the leader, that woman with the brown hair that you see with the mask on and everything like that. Yeah. Obviously, going to be an important character. Um, yeah. But no, she doesn't like, even have a name yet. Like on the. Uh, no. Like yeah, they don't even. A lot of the they characters she, don't have names they yet. Think she might be, um, they think she might be Miss Hydra. Um, um, I forget her name. She 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 was Wolverine. She was Wolverine's um, wife at one point. Okay. Madam Hydra. That's her name. Madam Hydra. I think it might be her. She's one of the Serpent Society folks, like from Captain gotcha. America the comics. Like one of his biggest villains gotcha. is the Serpent Society. She's okay. one of the Serpent Society. Um, but no, I, like I, I, what I love, what I really liked about the trailer is that city that they showed where you show, you saw the bay, that's Madripoor. And Madripoor in the comics is like a, the, a home for the lawless. Like there's mm. no extra, there's no extradition like treaties or anything like that with Madripoor. So like it's a place mm. where like mutants hide and like criminals mm. hide and you know, like it, it's, it, I'm thinking probably that um, uh, Peggy Carter's niece, Sharon Carter, might be staying, might be living in Madripoor because she's she's being hunted by the government now because she she yeah. she broke the um, she broke the uh, Sokovia Accords when she get, helped Cap and Falcon get their gear in Civil War. You know what yep. I'm saying? So like, so she's on the run. And yeah. I loved what I thought was the greatest in the whole trailer was her kicking those dudes' ass. <laughs> yeah, dude, the action! Seriously. Oh my god, that was oh, awesome. it's so good. And it that started with uh, a <clears throat> this uh, stunt director um, named Sam Hargraves. He directed the movie uh, Extraction on Netflix. If you've seen that, <clears throat> the action in that movie is like, oh, it's so kick ass. Um, and he's he started out as a like a stunt director and really made his like mark uh with like the MC MCU movies um and i love that his style they're just like carrying it over and i don't know if he uh i don't know if he's associated with this but they're at least taking that same like that same style that they had in the like winter soldier and uh civil war cuz he he did the stunts for those two movies and infinity war and endgame but those are bigger scale. So it kind of gets lost in the mix a little bit, but that hand to hand combat stuff is his, like that was where he, that's the style that he created for uh, like Captain America and uh, winter soldier and Falcon. So it's really cool that they're carrying that, that cool fighting style over. Um, oh, we lost Jeff. <laughs> uh -oh, oh, no. <clears throat> that's all right. We, we got this cyber. We, we got, got this. The action in this totally makes me think of uh, John Wick. Yeah. Because, hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. <laughs> and uh, the guy that directed the John Wicks, um, he actually, uh, it was two guys in the first film, and then he, the uh, one of the guys stayed on and did the other two, Chad Stuswick. And he actually was a stuntman, too, originally, uh, before he started directing. And all, all his stunt like choreography and stuff like that were actually um he used a lot of the fighting techniques that you see John film is him too as well. So mm -hmm. the fighting in the trailer for Falcon the Winter Shoulder told it makes me think of that. Yeah. So I think it's just gonna be really action packed, just like badassery type of deal. Yeah. Oh and that's so exciting because well, it's like 
Yeah, because we don't we haven't seen that we haven't seen that in almost two years. Like that yeah. kind of three years. No. So I mean, let's be here. The action and the action in the one division finale was fun, but I mean, we haven't right. seen like hand to hand combat fighting and stuff like that, and like that kind of angle. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, mean, yeah. you know. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they don't shoot energy beams or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they use guns and shit and like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll tell you what. I, I honestly, I think that like, uh, I think that that Falcon, I think Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are very lucky that they ended up with the chemistry they did. They're going to end up going farther in the MCU together than they ever would have yeah. made on their own. You know what I mean? For sure. And, I mean, th there wouldn't be a show if these two didn't, didn't you know, come, come together the way they did. And I'll yeah. tell you right now, I was always a huge fan of the Falcon in all of the Captain America films and everything and whatnot. Like, I thought he was a great character, a great, like, mm -hmm. side character and whatnot. And you're right, Perry. Like, they're really, like, giving these, these side characters opportunities now to showcase what they can do. And it's mm -hmm. really fun to watch. So it's, it's, it's some serious fan service for those of us who – like really dig the Falcon, like who really dig the Winter Soldier? Like I do. I love the Winter Soldier. I love Bucky as the Winter Soldier. I can't wait to yeah. see what his arm can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, to to kind of talk a little bit more about what you said, Perry, about we have, it's been a few years since we've seen actual hand to hand combat. I honestly think, as I'm thinking back, the last time we actually saw some really decent hand to hand combat was Civil War. Yeah. I mean, it's been a that, while because I mean, Captain Marvel had a little bit in it. Black Panther had a little bit. Uh, the Spider Spider Man Far From Home had a little bit, but nothing like Civil right. War. Did. So I think it's been almost four years, five years almost now. Yeah, really some hand to hand combat. You no, know, nobody comes to you. Nobody looks as fucking cool hand to hand as fucking Steve Rogers, man. He's a beast, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine fighting him? Oh, I know. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, it doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> He's such a good fighter that like it doesn't matter what discipline you have or like what you what you've learned or whatever or like if you have if you know Tai Chi or you know whatever it doesn't make any difference. He knows how to fight no matter what. Like he'll fight any type of fighting style and still like kick your ass and like kick you and you have you go like 18 feet from the freaking you know from the kick and shit. Like he's yeah. freaking hardcore, dude. I'm gonna miss <laughs> him, man. I'm really gonna miss him. Yeah. Like I mean, they're saying that he's gonna come back. I'm sure you guys have heard about the rumors that like they're, they're going to bring him back, but I'm assuming yeah. it's going to be like old cat, not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but you know, I'll tell you right now, as far as Falcon, the winter soldier goes, I mean, I'm, I feel like you guys do completely. Like I'm just like, so, I'm so looking forward to this contrast from WandaVision. It's going to be so nice to see something up tempo, you know, and like something that it's something adrenaline, you know, instilling, you know what I mean? Like that gets your blood pumping a little bit because don't get me wrong. Wide division was excellent, but as far as like getting me going, like you know, like getting me excited or whatever, or like pumped, it didn't do that for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have the same adrenaline, like, like throw your hands in the I mean, air. You like, guys tell me. Oh, that was like, yeah. The the whole no, yeah, vibe sure. of Wide division was so low key that mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you really couldn't get overly excited about anything. Yeah, especially when you're talking about like action because it was very like slow burn like setting things up kind of tv show which was great for the specific reasons that they made it you know like the purpose was different and i think a lot of people were expecting like uh, like the kick and punch 
like aspect to it, but that's just not what it was meant to be. You know, like that's not what they made it to be. And uh, so a lot of, I think that's, we were saying that before where that was like where a lot of people kind of like complained about it was because it was slower paced. Like it had like the the candle burn, you know, it was slow, but like, you know, it smelled really good. (laughs) It was a really great, way to introduce things but you're right it doesn't have that same adrenaline (laughs) it didn't have that same adrenaline like let's go you know kind of thing you know so it's gonna be cool to see that next week you know like it's already (laughs) i'm so glad that they're doing that so it'll be cool cyber you forgot about infinity war man i I know that people think infinity war is kind of like a sad movie but as far as I'm concerned, the last Marvel movie that got me really going, like excited, like you know, th- like like you know, like got me really like high, like up and shit, was Infinity War. I mean, don't get me wrong, the final battle of Endgame was great, but Infinity War was action packed. Like the trailers were awesome. I mean, I I, I still like to watch like trailer review video reviews of like um of of Infinity War sometimes just to get me like stoked and shit and get me pumped. Yeah, yeah. Infinity War was action packed. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was an amazing film. Uh, and it, it was action packed from, you know, start to finish. Uh, I just feel that a lot of people, if you were to ask them, they, a lot of them are going to say they felt it was untempo compared to the previous films because yeah. of all the all the destruction that happens and all the deaths and, and so forth. Um, and I just feel like the fighting in this one in Infinity War, even though there was a ton of it, it wasn't like the hand-to-hand combat like we saw in Civil War and like we saw in yeah. uh, you know the Winter Soldier one, you know, and stuff like that and so forth. It just it, it was a lot different. So I think that's the reason why I would say that it's been that long, just like what Perry was saying, sure. with it being so long, is because that even though there was a ton of action in Infinity War, uh I mean, that whole end sequence over Wakanda and they're battling and stuff, battling all those aliens and crap. And, I mean, the fight sequence between, you know, you know, Black Widow and Yuku and uh, yeah. uh, Maximum Midnight, you know, they were, that was just, like, action-packed, too. I mean, and then when she gets hit with the the one of the machines of theirs, that was, like, badass, too. It was just, like, yeah. so much fun. That was our first yeah. time really seeing Wanda use her powers like that, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's so. yeah, and it's and it's definitely going to be more grounded in that like, uh, like that um, that face to face fighting that we like we've been talking about we haven't seen. So it'll be it'll be really cool. And it like one thing that's crazy is if you if you said like eight years ago, six years ago that we would be getting these A-list like actors and actresses that have been in big blockbuster, like all the characters that are going to be in these TV shows until they start bringing in like the new characters um, have all they're They're all in the highest grossing movie of all time in Endgame. Like they, they have that on their resume, you know, yeah. but they're still playing these characters in a TV show. Granted, it's Disney and it's Disney Plus, and it's hey, like, getting, it's not hey, like I'm sure. Right. I'm, no, sure I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not gonna be blowing <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they're not making money, but it's like, cool that they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not like they're oh, yeah, oh yeah, they're definitely making money, but it's it's 
it's cool that they still want to play these characters in a TV show that is like different than going on and just like, you know, being like, I was an Avenger. I was in the highest grossing you know, movie of all time. A superhero, like portraying a superhero and how much fun that would be. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the way that they do it is so much better because if you look at DC, like the characters, like the people that play DC characters, they don't want to keep playing these characters. No, you know, like don't. some of them Good do, point. some of them don't, but like, they're kind of like, you know, like it's not the same uh, energy. You've got you know? like it's force them to make another film. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like the paycheck is what gets them like to get them to play the for real after endgame making two billion dollars do they really need a payday right now come on oh, two billion dollars no. <laughs> no they don't you're right and look disney's no. gonna be just fine but at the same time oh. i'm sure they these people they still care about the bottom line and like let's yeah. be honest here i mean um as far as look black black widow still hasn't come out yet you know what I'm saying? And like, they, you have to figure they were counting on that to be like in a billion plus dollar box office movie. You know what I mean? Who knows what's going to happen now? I mean, yeah. it comes out in May, right? Yeah, yep. May 7th. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, and it's going to be on Disney Plus for, and it's, it'll be 30 bucks a rip to, if you want to watch it on Disney Plus. I'm going to go to the theater and watch it. Did they yeah. officially say yeah. they were doing that? Because the last article I just read, which was. I don't know about you guys. Was saying Harry, that it's, it's still just the theaters the open by you? Cyber. Say it again. Do you guys have the theaters open by you? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I have a few near me. Um, it's like Regal is reopened some too. Finally. Yeah. Yep. Because I'm over. I'm over in like okay. Saratoga area, and uh, that's there. There's like the bow ties that are around are are open. They're playing Where's like older movies. I'm around, so yeah, I'm like a little bit no, south of Saratoga. Yeah, a little south of Saratoga. You tell yeah. me, isn't that like not even the very, very far away from where I'm at? I'm in Sarasota County. No, in Saratoga. Oh, in Saratoga. My bad. I'm, ch- I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm still in New York, baby. <laughs> okay, that's um, right. Well, you know what? Perry, I didn't even realize we're both New Yorkers, man. You know I'm from New York, right? Yeah, 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 I think we 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 talked about that the first time we talked. We talked about that. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? Yeah, Come on, man, my 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 memory is not doing so hot as I'm getting older here. You can ask okay. either about that. It happens. <laughs> yeah, memory yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> Plus, so, no. I'll be I'll be vaccinated, so I'm going to the theater and I'm gonna like watch it because I'll be clean to go. Like I'm in. After after March, my I get my second dose at the end of March. So now when movies come out, I'm like, I'm there. Dude, you have to. MCU films, yeah. you've got to watch in the theater, man. You have to. Right, yeah. Cyber? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you and your wife I know, I kind of like Cyber? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to go all the time uh, before the lockdown. Um, there yeah. was a theater. Because I, I live in Keene, New Hampshire, um, we're not that far from Gardner, Mass, and they have a really nice theater there in Gardner. And they have like a program that you can, you get this free card, and you every time you buy a ticket or buy concessions, you add you know gain points, and then you can use those points to get free stuff and stuff like that. And uh, we used to go and see like two movies at a time, uh, you know, back in the day. And so it, it, we haven't done that in a long time. So that was that feels kind of weird, but. Uh, my local theater right here in Keene, New Hampshire, 
it it's been open since uh it was like i think uh august or september of last year and it's been open since uh they were only closed for a couple months so um plus also because new hampshire i I, we're just different i guess from other states (laughs) or something i don't know but we've had pretty much everything regularly open for the whole time since this pandemic is open we've only been closed so many months and then, I mean, I think it was just a couple months ago, I think it was around November um, is when they allowed full capacity at our, our uh, restaurants again. So nice. Yeah. I, I just went out for dinner with my friend, my, my best friend, Megan, um, a platonic female friend of mine. And uh, we, we went to, um, we went to uh, Carabas. I love Carabas, man. Um, the Carabas here where I live, is one of the best restaurants you can eat at. I mean, the, the food is always consistent. You know what I mean? I've never had a bad meal there. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Longhorn and I like Outback, you know, like those are my spots. I don't eat fast food. Like my, my whole take on that whole deal is basically like this. Why would I waste my money on fast food and spend like 12 or $15 at freaking like Taco Bell or Burger King? Cause that's how much money I spend usually when I go to those places, like six or seven years ago, I just stopped eating that crap because I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Like, you're better off just going to freaking like, you know, um, like, uh, uh, you know, Carabas or Olive Garden or Outback or whatever. And like, you know, or, or and, and getting like a steak for 18 bucks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like the, it's better. It's, it's, it's money. Your money's better spent. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, <laughs> you know, that's food. Um, yeah. But anyways, I'll, I'll tell you bottom line uh, here in Southwest Florida, We've been open the entire time during the entire pandemic. We never, we, we only shut down right in the beginning and that's it. And I'm sure everybody, you've all heard of it probably because DeSantis has become very popular because of it. You know, like our governor, you know, we've been open the whole time. Um, the only thing that sucks though is that stuff's not open late like it used to. So you can't just like go like eat, like I don't know about you, Perry. I like to go to like Perkins or like IHOP at like 2 a.m. sometimes and just eat breakfast and shit like that. You know, I do. You know, well, it was, yeah, it was great for when I was going out to the going out to a bar and being out until yeah. one or two o'clock and having places like with food, you know. And now everything, uh, we just got uh, the originally it was 10 o'clock for restaurants had to close and they just moved it to 11 because obviously right. Cuomo, Cuomo's been uh, uh, not popular recently and he needed he some brownie points. Done. Cuomo's Cuomo's gone. Gone. He's yeah, out. yeah, yeah, because he Fuck he started Cuomo. out, yeah, he started out like the beginning of the uh, pandemic, and I was like, all right, yeah, like he's taking initiative, he's doing, and then like two months later, I was like, what is he doing? You know, it was a lot of that stuff. But politics aside, for <laughs> people who are here for the MCU, you know, man, he's done. <laughs> yeah, he's he. Yeah, he's in he's in a shithole right now. Uh yeah. that he keeps digging himself. Thanks for getting me all thanks for getting me all excited and everything, brother. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh I'm 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 excited to be able to go to the movie theater again. That was one thing me and my girlfriend were able to go see a movie uh a couple months ago, one of our like local uh local theaters um was, was, was open. Did they have like specifics? Did you have to like sit in like seating that was distant from other people and stuff like that? Yeah, they had things like taped off. Um, you couldn't have more than like four people grouped together or something like that. Like 
it was it was stuff like that. We went we went and saw uh, War with Grandpa, and I was just like, and it was it was like a whatever movie, like it was whatever. We just was, went to see. I, a movie. I would have had to be drunk as shit to go watch that movie. <laughs> it was it was fun though, just to be able to like feel like something was normal, you know? Yeah, like that was that was the best part, and like uh, she knew that I was like, because she's not a big movie person, like she doesn't like really go to the movies that much unless she really wants to see something. Um, whereas like for me, I go, I could go like two or three times a week and that would be like, not weird. Um, so she knew I was like, I was hurting from that. I was like, oh, I really need just to go see a movie in a theater. So she was like, we're going to go see a movie. It's war with grandpa, whatever. Let's go see a movie. <laughs> I was like, you know, movie theater did popcorn. She ever, did she ever like check out your live streams or like your podcast or whatever and sit and listen or anything like that? Like while you're, while you're making content. She, uh, she watches after the fact. I think she, I would rather have her do things that she wants to do and then we'll listen to it you. later. <laughs> uh, that's just, that's just like the way that I think of it. I'm like, uh, no, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. and she has, she has boring. like, stuff she, yeah. Um, but yeah, she checks it out. She checks them out once I like put them out and, and she's uber supportive and great in every oh, way. So I'll tell you right now. I, Perry's been very, very. Perry's been very uptight about telling me about his girlfriend since I've known him. <laughs> so this is the most I've heard like in once uh, as, as far as like her. I mean, I think he's being very protective. Um, <laughs> Only a little bit. I'm not the jealous type, you know. I'm, I'm really, I feel, I'm really, I'm really happy for you, Perry, that you're happy with your girlfriend and everything, man. That's a good thing to hear. You really is, man. It's nice to see a young couple. Yeah, and it's fun, you know. And she, she like, even though like I don't drag her to movies because I know she she doesn't like sitting through them, but it was really nice of her to just be like, like I know you've been missing this, so let's like go do it, even if it's not a great movie. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like making an effort to do what you want to do and whatnot. Oh yeah, you have to have that. You have to have that kind of balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's she's great, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna convince her to come to black widow with me in may because i'm sure because she'll like she'll like that one um i can think but, of a few uh, things you would offer to her and trade like you know what i mean but we can talk about that <laughs> off the, the live stream <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding man come on now gotta get gotta, gotta, you gotta, I know, gotta, I know. the situation bro <laughs> gotta make it interesting. yeah whoever's watching the live stream is like well, oh. <laughs> honestly, it's, it's kind of kind of fun. I mean, I like to keep things keep things interesting, but like seriously, I mean, um, you know, when people watch this video, which people will believe me, they'll watch the video, they're probably mm -hmm. going to think we're freaking crazy to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Or, or that, or that we're like geeks. Maybe we're geeks or something because we love the MCU so much or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. care, man. I put it right out there that I'm a huge MCU fan. Like, it's on my dating profile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Right? I don't care. Yeah. Like, no, long yeah, that's... talks of MCU. <laughs> For real. Long walks on the beach talking. Long talks of MCU. Or it's long walks on the beach talking MCU. When it gets back to normal, and we're getting, like, four MCU films a year, like, yeah, like we used to. Yeah. I know. I can't wait. That's going to be crazy. Wait. With the Disney Plus shows on top of it? Holy shit. It's going to be... It's going to be... A lot of fun. Well, content, 
Yo, but what's good too? I don't know about you guys. If they release everything this year, we'll get we get four MCU movies this year. For real, dude. I can't I can't wait to cover Shang Chi, man. I love it. Shang Chi is gonna be badass, dude. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you guys this: Do you think, in like a in a way that we can like kind of spin spin a good thing out of this? Do you think that the break of like Marvel content? Yeah, kind of gave us like a little bit of. I agree with you 100%. I do. Yeah, it it gave a breath, you know, like after the end of like phase three, we got like a breather, you know, and now we get to start up the new thing. You know, we got time to like, they got time to like hype it up again, you know? I thought of this whole premise, Perry, I have myself and like I've I've rationalized myself that this was a good idea. This is smart. Yeah. If you think about it from a business standpoint, it, it it was really a really good move because like yeah. honestly the 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 uh, the MCU was getting too popular you know what i mean like everything was avenger everything was fucking endgame you know infinity war people were like living it you know what i'm right. saying like you know I, I, I you you watch these like these trailer reviews of infinity war and the guy and, and people are like take my money as they're watching the trailer dude you know what i mean like take my money yeah. like that Dude, people freaking live and breathe this shit, bro. Yeah. Pardon my French. Obviously, we're obviously we're gonna end up like being eighteen plus restricted on this video, but that's okay. So, <laughs> all right. I don't care if thirteen year olds can watch this or not. I don't care. Um, but anyways, no. But seriously, like, I don't know how you guys. I know you guys probably felt the same, same way I did. Everybody was like, literally, well, before Endgame came out and everything, the anticipation to it was like huge, huge. Yeah. Anything for Infinity Four. It was like there was so much anticipation. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's, I don't know what I, I don't know what like MCU property is going to create that kind of buzz again. I really don't. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. I mean, the first X Men film is going to be crazy. It's going it's yeah. seriously off the hook. And I don't know about you guys, but Cyber, have you been really like paying attention to the other MCU stories that have been going on during WandaVision? Because I've slacked off completely. Do you, uh, do you mean like other content that's gonna yeah like stuff that's still uh, going no, on? I mean, I've three, lots yeah. of stuff like on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter. I've noticed a lot of stuff. I mean, we were talking a few months back. We were talking about you know uh, what's his name? Uh, of course, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. That Oscar Isaac is supposed to play Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight! Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't we wait. Moon Knight. We got She Hulk. We got. Uh, can't wait this marvel we have uh you know you have the loki the, series coming out yeah I'm about all out of them. June. i mean there's so many different like lines that are going they, on they right now that would be intercepting season two loki is, is already a done deal it's gonna happen yeah yeah they're already filming it yep. are they really Hawk, yeah hawkeye too. Season two. oh hawkeye shit i forgot about hawkeye there for a minute look there's so yeah, many that are coming out that it's almost hard to remember which ones are which Secret Invasion, Iron Heart, yep. Armor Wars. Secret Invasion's a long ways away, though. We got a ways to go. That's, before we yeah, that's like that's like two years. Yeah, two or three years. Two years. That yeah. comes out after Captain Marvel, too, right? Cyber. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It comes out oh. around the same time. That um, that um, that end credit scene with the scroll, like you know, with with uh, with Monica, obviously is a direct link to Secret Invasion and Captain Marvel two before that, and. We already know Monica's going to be like a, like a, like a a major character in, in Captain Marvel too, and she deserves to be too. 
She earned yeah. she earned her place in the MCU already. As far as I'm concerned, she already she's already arrived. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, you have to figure it'll probably be Captain Marvel too when they actually explain her powers. Because she's yeah. gonna learn how to use her powers, you know, like she doesn't know how to use them right now, but she will. And yeah. she's gonna end up becoming an Avenger, I think, probably is what's gonna happen. Um mm-hmm. and I'll tell you right now, I mean, if I had to say who the standout of WandaVision was, like as far as like, you know, aside Wanda, it was Monica Rambeau, without question. She stood out. Yeah, more than yeah, Wanda. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, that's why, that's one thing that I actually, I wrote down as something to talk about because I, I, I thought that the last episode didn't give her enough. Oh, like she had the, she had like the one moment of like using her powers to protect the kids. But at the same time, I was like, join the fight, join the fight, you know, <laughs> yeah. even though I know, even though I know she's going to get, he's, she's going to have her time and she's going to have her moment. But at the same time, I was, I was just like itching for it, you know? I wanted her to like, like do something, you know, do something, you know, but she still doesn't really know how to use her powers. So at the same time, I was like, in my head, I was like, it'd be really cool if she did something, but I kind of understand where they're going with the character, you know, like, yeah, I get that because she's so capable of so much shit that like, it's crazy, like what she could potentially do. You never know. Like, I mean, you know, they've only just scratched the surface of her powers. Yeah. So that's that's something I'm really excited to see moving forward, and that's that's one thing I wrote down because I was like, oh, I wish they gave her a little bit more to do, um, yeah. but at the same time, it's it's not her story, you know. So, hey, I mean, listen, we'll, we'll be there if you go backwards, Cyber. I mean, when really when the show really caught fire and really like turned around for like your for for all those MCU fans who were disappointed with the show was like episode four or five or whatever, which I can't remember which which one it was, where they showed the sword, like the vision of like, like the lens of sword on the whole situation. And they, and they reversed the roles of like, you know, they did all the storytelling based off sword. Yeah. That was episode four. That was actually, that was like the third episode. Third? Okay, third episode? Yeah, that was, third episode was, was showing what sword was doing while Wanda was doing episode one and two. Yeah, and kind of what they were doing to try, like, to get involved with what was going on, and because that's when Monica gets sucked into the hex. Yes, and they uh, they kind of backtrack and show that. Um, whereas, like in episode eight, that is the one that really kind of you know gives you even more Scarlet Witch story, like her dealing with the Mind Stone at you know the compound and. Uh, kind of dealing with the historic warhead over in Sokovia when her parents get killed and stuff like that. So, I mean, you have those couple backstory episodes, which were really helpful because it helps you to kind of understand things a little better. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I think the first two episodes, I think a lot of people were kind of like, uh, this is okay, but I'm not sure. And then three, when it finally showed what was going on in modern time, I think that's really when it pulled everyone in and made them very happy and a lot more excited for the show. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like another character along with that, that I think really shined was uh, Randall Park's character, Jimmy Woo, like the FBI agent. He was, he is, he is so good. Randall Park is just like, he's got such a good like demeanor and timing, like with his lines and stuff. And, uh, and uh, I, I, 
saw like him his popularity growing throughout like the episodes like online and all that stuff um to the point where people were like they should just make a like jimmy woo like series of him just going to these weird weird things and just being like oh what are we gonna do you know (laughs) like what are we gonna do you know and i was like oh that'd be magic Yeah, yeah. Harry, <laughs> there's going to be characters like that in every Disney Plus series that we see. There's going to oh, be yeah. outside characters in every single freaking Disney Plus show that we see that we're going to yeah. be like, "Oh my god, we, I love this character." You know what I mean? Like how? Yeah. Like like how cool like, would it? Go ahead, go ahead, Perry. How cool would it be for a Darcy and Jimmy Woo show where they they're like, like they're like a little team, and it's like a, and it's like a um like a situational like X-Files kind of thing, you know, where they're doing like they're uh they're there at the scene of at the scene of the crime of like some X-Men like some mutant like thing, you know, something happens and a mutant destroys a like building or something and they have to go investigate it, you know, like an investigative procedural show yeah. with Jimmy Woo yeah. and, and Darcy. Perry, we, we Perry, we and, and I'm sorry to say it, Cyber, but we never see we never we never we never see Darcy again in the MCU. I mean, honestly, yeah, it, I don't see where there would even be a place for her in Thor four. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. She's out on her own now. She's not with um, what's her name? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I don't see there, be, there being a role there. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, again, it's just that like. Marvel has everything planned out already. They know what they're going to do for the next four or five six years. They already know their, what their plans are for the next Avengers film. They already oh, know. For sure. yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, we don't know, but they know. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you, like, uh, at that point, I don't think that Kevin Feige at Marvel Studios, his team, I don't think that they're very, they're moved very much by, like, the sudden popularity of a character in a Disney, in a Disney Plus show. I don't think that's going to sure. cause like, yeah. like you know what we're going to find a place no. for her now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I and I it, that's just mostly like me going, oh, that would be cool, you know, like to oh, have yeah. that like as a as a small like as a small TV show or something like oh, something. Well, but at this point, they're yeah, and at, but at this point, they're having so many shows come out that it's like, where would that sit within like Loki and She Hulk and Miss Marvel? It's like. Where do you put that in when you're bringing in all these There's no like, room. big heroes? Right. So that's what kind of sucks about it at the same time. Um, but that's where like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shined on like yes. primetime television, you know? It's because it was the intermediary between the movies that gave uh, like context on a like more grounded level, um, which I don't think we're going to get anymore, which is like cool, but also kind of sad at the same time because it's like, are we going to have more grounded, like these like normal people doing normal things, but it gets more intense as they get more involved kind of situations. Um, so are we going to get that ever again? Maybe, maybe not depending on, cause Disney owns ABC and oh, like all that stuff too. So it's like cyber. What did you hear about the whole thing with ghost rider and Hulu or, or, or excuse me, not ghost rider. What did you hear about the whole thing with um, the Punisher and Hulu? What is going on there? Uh, the last thing I heard, uh, and this was like, uh, I don't know, at least a couple months ago, um, basically Hulu is supposed to be putting out a Punisher TV series that 
is going to be done through ABC, but they're putting it on Hulu instead of ABC. And uh, there was talks of Barenthal coming back to play him again. Um, but there was no, like, exact what was going to, like, if that was really going to happen or whatever. But that there was talks that were going on that he was coming back to play it in, in, for another season. He should. Hulu. They should bring yeah. him back. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was very successful, the, the, the show itself, the two seasons that they did on Netflix. And when Marvel got the rights back, um, now they can really do anything they want with it. So they're thinking, let's do a show again, kind of to reintroduce him again, to get him back in the fold. But then eventually I think they want to put him into some of the MCU movies. But that... I don't know how they're going to fit the MCU Hmm? I really don't, Cyber Perry. I, I don't. I don't know how they're going to fit the Punisher into the MCU now that now that Disney has Marvel Studios. You know what I'm saying? Like the Punisher is kind of like an odd man out kind of character because I mean you can't do the Punisher service unless he's killing people and like well, shooting people Netflix. with all kinds of crazy guns and shit like that. Like that's the Punisher. Well, when he was on Netflix, he was he was still it was still Disney. Um, they just put it on Netflix instead um, because they didn't want to yeah. put it on like all that stuff. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's like out of, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities, but finding a place for him is, would be tough. He'd have to be, they would have to find somebody that he could fit in with. Cause blade has to be rated R like blade is going to have to be rated R. Right. So whether, so I, I don't know if uh, I think they're going to have to start like being more comfortable with that as a company for like for Disney. I mean, Kevin Feige and the president of Disney has said that like uh, Deadpool is going to be rated R. Like it, it there's did like it has to be. A new, a new division? Did you hear about that, Perry or, or Cyber? That they it? might create a new division of Marvel Studios where like it, like yeah. that, that were all the rated R type content. Yeah. Well, they have, have they have they created a new. Uh, uh, it's not in the U.S. yet, but a Disney Plus. Uh, um, like extension for their rated R content or their PG 13 or whatever they want. Like it's basically instead of putting it on Hulu, they're going to like, they're transferring it over to, I think it's called star um, for Disney plus it's over in the UK and Australia, I believe like Europe has it and Uh Australia has it, but the U S doesn't have it yet um, for whatever reason. Um, But that's instead of putting like their Netflix shows um, like on Netflix or uh, their other their scarier stuff like um, like the new mutants. They don't that's not on Disney Plus. You know, that's on Hulu Um, because that's where because Disney owns Hulu, too. So they're throwing all that stuff. Um, I didn't didn't know it was on Hulu. I got to watch that thing, man. it. it, It was on Hulu. I don't know if it is anymore. It was on Hulu at a time. Um, I think it wasn't like last month or something, but Gary, hold on. Cyber, cyber. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you guys a question. Do you think they can do ghost rider service with a PG 13? If they drop PG 13, if they do a ghost rider film, honestly, I mean, because they already tried it. You know what I'm saying? When Nicholas Cage basically. Yeah. Yeah. Is one of those interesting characters like blade and like Deadpool that really services on the grotesque. And so the to try to do a PG-13, like when they when they did the Nick Cage ones, um, 
they they didn't do justice because they just couldn't get as graphic as they should have with Ghost Rider. Because if you look at the comic books and you see them and stuff, they are really very graphic. You know, oh comics. yeah, very so violent. Just like Deadpool and just like you know Blade is. They are they're very dark, sinister t- because they're dealing a lot with you know the occult. They're dealing with devils, hell, and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, it's something that's on the darker side. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The first Ghost Rider film was okay. I prefer the second film actually out of the two. I thought Spirit of Vengeance was a little better because it was darker. And I thought Dean and Neville Dean did a good job of bringing that a little bit more darker tone to the film. So I mean, the fact that you know you can get there with PG-13 just won't serve it justice. So, I mean, if they want to do a Ghost Rider, they really should go for the R and just do a hard R just like they would with Deadpool. Yeah. Well, Harry, how popular is Ghost Rider? I mean, is he is he popular to the point where, like, people know who he is and will want to go see a solo Ghost Rider film in the MCU? I think they have to attach the right name to it to get people excited. I think that would be the key. Uh, that would be the key to that just like with blade blade was really popular um with uh wesley snipes Snipes. i don't know why i couldn't but and now they have mahershala ali doing it and that's what got people really excited you know like they like that's what people were like okay this might actually be really good because they have like mahershala ali playing blade you know that's what gets people excited you know so Mm -hmm. it would be it would have to be the right people making it for sure. Oh yeah, and those those Blade films stand still stand out to me. Those original Blade films, man, they, that set the yeah. whole that set up the MCU. Like there'd be no MCU without those Blade films. Yeah, Blade and then the Sam Sam Raimi uh, Spider Man movies. You know, the combination of those two and then the first the first two X Men, <laughs> third yeah. one not so much, uh, but the first two. Uh, uh, those, oh, third those, one. Yeah, <laughs> those, yeah, like you said, those. Oh, really... Cyber upset here. Cyber is very protective of the X Men properties, uh, <laughs> the X Men films. Yeah, no, and like I, I loved them as a kid. Like that was, uh, like especially like growing up, like that was those were really cool because I was, I was a little young when I first watched them, but um, having the older siblings helped. Um, but yeah, it's 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 got to be the right people and it's got to be the right situation. Um, and they've got to be able to be okay with characters like Blade and especially in Moon Knight too. Moon Knight is a yeah. character that has to like it's going to be a little more graphic. And I think that's why they did a really good job like ahead of time. Like right now, they're doing their um, like their extension of Disney Plus. You know, for the more like adult movies which sounds dirty but the r rated <laughs> they're no, r rated really it's going to be very difficult for them to do moon night <laughs> moon night doing moon night pg13 is going to be get, kind of be kind of like weird for, i mean honestly because in the comics mm-hmm. the only thing i know about moon knight is that he's very violent like I yeah. mean, he's like batman but darker you know what i mean like and also, I forget exactly what, what psychiatric condition he has, but he has like multi personality disorder. Like that's, that's yeah. Like he doesn't. He also, I think he, right, and I think he's bipolar as well. Like I think he has that going on too. Um, but he, yeah, he's a complex character that requires a lot of nuance 
just like it, he's like Deadpool in a lot of ways where he he knows like he kind of sees past the fourth wall a little bit like not as much as Deadpool but he there's a little bit of extra um like uh awareness to him you know yeah and uh so they they have to they have to be comfortable with taking those extra steps if they want to keep people attached you know so and, and i think they are but what about the original comic what about those of us who who you know cyber even honestly it doesn't matter if you're an old school comic book fan like i am or like perry is or whatever if you know enough about the comics to know the origin stories of these characters and whatnot are they really giving you the are they giving the fans the proper service if they don't show the violence that some of these characters espouse you know what i mean because moon knight is a violent character like he he mm-hmm. kills people you know what i mean like that's what he does like you know he'll if he fights somebody or whatever he'll kill them you know what i mean like he don't he doesn't care about about killing killing human beings he doesn't at all right it's, you know it's like the punisher you can't do the punisher unless punishers killing people there's gotta be blood you know yeah and a ghost rider like you said cyber ghost rider will just like straight impale you with his chain if he wants to you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like you know or like and like, I really want to see them do the penance stare, like re- for real, because the penance stare in the comics, it he Ghost Rider makes the criminals or like the, the the villains see their disgusting, dirty shit that they've done before in their lives and whatnot and everything. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. I like that, like vivid, you know, like yeah. because that's one of his major weapons is the penance stare. But yeah. like, honestly. Ghost Rider is an awesome character, and I don't know what you guys think. To go back to WandaVision, all right, I'll tell you what. Why don't we go ahead and drop the um, the uh, end credit scenes? Sounds good. Okay. Cool? Cool. Yeah. All right, hold on one second. Do it. End credit scenes. <laughs> I honestly think the end credit scenes were – uh, had more weight to them than a lot of the uh, like the actual ending to the show, mm-hmm. and we'll obviously talk about that a little bit more. But I think there was a lot more information given with the end credit scenes than there was with the actual ending of the the show, in 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 a so. in a moving forward kind of way, you know. Yeah, totally. Hold on one second. <laughs> it's been a second. <laughs> we gotta get the uh the Jeopardy theme. We just break out a song. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? This lo- this logistics stuff can be kind of a pain in the butt. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> oh no that's not it hold on one second guys give me one second actually you know what I, I why why I'm doing this I wanted to ask you guys I, I'll go to you first Perry um what do you think about um about like basically how do you feel about black widow not coming out until may do you think that like the 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 the, that the scheduling the way the pandemic has screwed up the schedule for the mcu 
is it going to be kind of weird having the Black Widow come out in May and everything? Like, how do you think the film's going to do? I I think I think they'll see a good turnout, especially with the way that the like with the vaccine rolling out in a lot of places and uh, things opening up a little bit more. Um, I think they will see a good turnout. Obviously, not as good as it would have been. Um, so I I think it'll get the same the same kind of popularity because I think people are really itching for like an MCU movie. So there's, it's kind of like two things that I can think of that are going to happen. It's either going to do fine in terms financially for them, but I think either way it's going to be super popular. Like I think people are very willing to pay the $30 if they want to stay home. But I also think that people are going to make the effort to go to the theater if if it's safe for them to do so. Um, so I don't think that it'll lose popularity in terms of how much it's discussed and how many people would like go to like actually see it financially. It might not seem that way, but I think popularity wise, it's, it's, it's going to be really, really, uh, I think it's still going to be very, very popular and talked about, you know, almost definitely cyber. What do you think, brother? I think it'll do fine. Uh, you know, with the fact that right now, even without, as Perry was saying, the vaccine even being fully distributed yet, um, New York opening the theaters is a good sign. Mm-hmm. New York, because New York and L.A. are the two biggest, you know, movie distribution centers for, you know, people going to see movies. Now, the fact that they're reopening up, I think in, when it gets released in May, it should do fine. Uh, I mean, it is a year off of what they originally intended. But still, it, you know, it, they'll still make decent bucks, I think. I don't think there will be a problem with them making any money because people want to see this film now because it was pushed back three times now, you know, from originally from its May date in 2020, then to November 2020, and they got pushed all the way to May again. So I think there's a lot of anticipation for this already. So the fact that, like, with those all things coming together, it's going to be a big bang, especially during, you know, that it's prior to Memorial Day weekend, too. That's also going to be a big factor, too. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. I definitely do. Sorry, guys. I hear music. Yeah. <laughs> wow. God, is that you? I, it's me. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> okay, I got nothing. I got everything wrapped up now. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> and for all of you there out there watching, hope you're enjoying. <laughs> I'm having a great time. This is this is a lot of fun. You know. I, I don't know about you guys, but there's not a lot of people that like I have friends that like like going to see the movies and all that stuff, but they don't get too speculative about it and they don't think too much extra about it. So it's nice to like have these conversations and be able to dive really deep into like a lot of the lore and like what we foresee in the future with, you know, like our our knowledge of kind of like like I, I have intermediate level comic book understanding. So it's really nice to get like insight from like people who like know it, know it better. And it's, this is a good time. It's a good time. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah, it is a good time. It's fun doing this stuff. I really enjoy it. 
actually it even not just on you know mcu topics you know any type of film mm-hmm. to me you can talk about it for hours and i'd be oh, yeah. in depth to talk about it all together because i've been fascinated with movies since i was five years old and it's the one thing i've always wanted to do since i was a little kid is i've wanted to be in some capacity in the film industry so mm-hmm. that's it's always something that I'm constantly thinking about. Even when I'm working, you know, I'm always constantly have some sort of movie running through my head. And yeah. Thinking of all the different possibilities that can be happening. Yeah. That's, that's how I am. I, that's, that's the same thing with me. I've always, I've always wanted to learn more about movies. Like I, <laughs> I remember when I got the, uh, uh, the revenge of the Sith, uh, DVD, I got the special features. And at that point I was maybe nine or 10 years old. And, uh, and I, at that age, I was like watching all of the special features and they had like an hour, hour and a half length documentary about like every step of making that movie. And I, I've, I probably watched it four or five times, like as a nine or 10 year old, just like <laughs> being very invested in the uh, making of a movie and stuff. So it's, it, I, I love talking about that stuff and learning about who makes what and how they make it and the creative things, especially with like, you look at like the original trilogy for star Wars, it's the visual effects that they like the, the creativity and what they did is it's insane. It was literally insane to like watch behind the scenes of that. Yeah, Movies are great. Day, back in the day, you'd have to wait for a documentary or a making up on HBO to be able to see anything <laughs> of any movie back, you know, yeah, back yeah. in the nineties or eighties or whatever. And you know, it was, you know, it was probably around the time that DVDs were starting to become, you know, become a thing is when they started actually putting special features on some of the right. VHS discs, uh, case, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And I remember one of the first VHSs I had that had actually like a, like a special feature was Phantom mm-hmm. Menace, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember thinking, whoa, special features. I'm like, what? Because DVDs <laughs> were still very new right then in 99. Right. And um, it's actually funny because it was 1998 was the first time I bought my first DVD and it was Jaws and it came with like all these special features, you know, outtakes and making of and all this kind of stuff. And I just remember being so fascinated Mm -hmm. and I I have not changed since. And I watched every special feature you can think of, you know? Yeah. I know that's, yeah. And that's like only like the main reason why I actually buy DVDs still in 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 some ways some i don't some i do but um like if it's a creative movie and like a big creative movie you know where they had like it's like whatever like like the marvel movies or like stuff like inception where there's a lot of things that like they had to think about and they had to do and all that stuff um i love getting the dvd for that so just so i can watch the special features and stuff like that it's like it's so cool. People people don't realize necessarily realize how much how much goes into making those types of movies.
<laughs> okay, so I, 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 I thought for a minute. I thought about just going ahead and busting out like a huge description of the dark hold and going into like one of my notebooks and explaining it, but I don't think I really want to do that. The, for those of you who don't know out there, I, I hope that you do already. The dark hold is the book of the dead in the MCU. It's it's, it's from the hell dimension. It, it's connected to Mephisto. It's connected to Ghost Rider. It's connected to Blade. I mean, um, it's a major you know aspect of the MCU. And um, basically. My take on that whole um, scene is just flat out that, like I already told you, Perry, and Cyber, I told you too, I think that flat out it's the fact that Mephisto has the kids and she's learning how to use the dark hold because she wants to get her kids back. That's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah, and I and <clears throat> there's I, I, and I think there's a lot to that as well because now – like she never had any training. Like they made a point to make sure that you like heard that multiple times that she'd never had training, which obviously she didn't, but they made a point to like narratively like mention that yes. several times. And, uh, and then when she's reading the book, you're, you have this notion in your head now that you're like, okay, so now all the teaching that she's getting about how to use magic is coming from the dark hold. It's not coming from things like how Dr. Strange learned how to use magic, you know? It's yeah. coming from a very, very dark place. Very, dark dark, very dark. Good point. So um, that's definitely something to think about, especially when uh, Wanda and Dr. Strange start interacting. Um, what kind of relationship that's going to build as two magic users, one who was naturally born with like the gift of magic and doesn't have to like use incantations and all that stuff. Whereas Dr. Strange has to, they come through different, much different teachings now because she's going to be learning everything from the dark hold. He learned everything from the, from being in a, like a sorcerer and a totally different way of schooling. So um, that's going to be something very interesting to see with those interactions and how they use magic uh, and Doctor Strange for sure. And Agatha Harkness already said that she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yep. So, you know, I mean, but that's a really good point, Perry. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, seeing the Darkhold, let's be honest here, none of us, when we saw it in the basement the first time, none of us thought it was a Darkhold. We, we really didn't think it was. I was convinced it was something else for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just didn't Good. seem right. Did it cyber like that would be the dark hold sitting right there in Agatha's basement like that? Uh, I mean, I, I think I mentioned this earlier to you. I thought I definitely thought it was a book, one of the missing books from where Doctor Strange was learning all his magic and stuff over I'm a Siberia. Yeah. I definitely thought it was one of those books. I didn't know exactly which book it was because I actually wasn't very familiar with the dark hold until I saw WandaVision. So yeah. I I knew it was some evil book, but I didn't know which exact one it was. So that I already kind of knew that it was one of those types of books that was missing. I just didn't know exactly which one it was. Well, yeah. I mean, essentially, the Dark Hole is the Book of the Dead. It's the Book of the Damned. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't know that there's a whole chapter in it about the Scarlet Witch. But I'll tell you, what I really enjoyed during the final episode was seeing her become the Scarlet Witch. When she actually had the costume on and everything and whatnot, and the the the, the tiara formed and everything and whatnot out of energy at that one point with the witches, that was really yeah. cool. 
And then when she was fighting Agatha Harkness and they were battling and dueling or whatever, and she adopted the costume and everything and whatnot, and like the tiara set on her head and everything, I thought she looked awesome. I mean, yeah. she's the most powerful character in the MCU now. She is. Yep. Yeah. And it it's it's one of those things now where uh it's kind of funny that it came out of a TV show now. Like you're thinking about it and you're like, she's actually the most powerful person in the universe that the, the like in this universe yeah. now, and you're like, like she didn't even get a movie, you know? <laughs> like so it's it sets it and we talked about this in the beginning where it's like it sets a bar where these aren't these aren't throwaway shows, these aren't the Netflix shows, these aren't like these have meaning and these have weight, you know? Yeah. And like that, that alone was uh, a big moment, you know? And especially when they like Agatha says, like, like you said that um, she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. That's also going to be a big thing with Dr. Strange's, Dr. Strange's ego when it comes to um, him trying to teach her something or if she's the villain and him trying to stop her from doing something. Um, Cause like you said, the bottom line is she's going to try to save her kids. She's going to go for her kids and um, she might not realize what she is doing. And Dr. Strange does. Cause he read all the books, did the training, like, you know, like he, he, he did his time, so to speak, you know, like he, he put in the work and she's just reading from the dark hold, which is like, uh, we are talking about is, is it's not the best place to learn, learn all the realms of magic, you know? <laughs> no, no, no I like to ask you guys, uh, cyber, what do you think, uh, you know, in terms of, um, the fact that, um, you know, where do you, I mean, Perry mentioned that the Scarlet Witch had never got her own movie. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do you think it's a possibility that with her character after Doctor Strange 2 multi- in the Multiverse of Madness, they could actually do something with her in a solo film or something like that? I mean, it's very possible. I mean, look at Black Widow. Whoever thought she would have gotten a solo film and they're giving her one. So, And she's been in so many films since her first induction in oh, Iron yeah. Man 2, you know, and we've gotten all the way till now, we went through all Endgame, they killed her off, but then they're still giving her a, her own film. So I definitely see it being a possibility down the road to give her a, her own film as well. Uh, not an origin story by any means, probably the same thing they're doing with Black Widow, where it's, it's said during a certain time that maybe we didn't get enough information about or, you know, a different part of her life that, you know, interacts with something that we'll see in the, you know, MCU phases and so forth. But to get back to your question about, to your talking about, you know, um, the children and so forth and stuff like that and it being Mephisto. Yeah. I actually came across an article recently that says, makes a suggestion of what actually they think is going to happen with where they're going towards in the phase. I don't know if you guys know anything about this guy, but the elder god Chathon. Yes. Yeah. So that, that, that's where Scarlet Witch, Witch. That's where Scarlet Witch originally gets her powers in the comic books. Yeah. So the elder god, they're they're the few articles I've seen. They've actually put out like a couple of them now. They think actually that's who's going to be the main villain is this elder god, and that he's the one that's actually entrapping the kids that she has to save them from. 
Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, Jeff. I mean, because very we, possible we, you've been back and forth about Mephisto. Very possible. Much. Very possible. Yeah. It could very and, well be possible because honestly, in the comics, the Elder God Kathan is that is who I was talking about at Mount Wondergore. Like when yeah. Wanda's give when, when Wanda's mother gives birth to the twins, um Kathan is like imprisoned at Mount Wondergore. His powers leak out to like Wanda and Pietro, and like they become enhanced from him. You know what I mean? Like on top of them being mutants from you from like Magneto. You know what I'm saying? So that is very possible. It could very well be. Um, I'll be honest with you though. Um, I, like what I what I wanted to ask both of you and Perry, I'll ask you to go first, and then Asira, if you want to follow him up. What were the things? What, what were the, what was the dialogue that really stood out to you during the episode? Like if if you can if you can remember on, on you know off the cuff, Perry, what was the dialogue that really like for you from from a certain character or whatever that really got you going or stood out to you? Um. So there was there was two um, that stood out to me. One of them was the Vision versus White Vision conversation about the boat of uh, Thesis, um, and that was that was really cool because you know they kick and punch each other, and then Vision realizes that like they're just going to do this all day, you know, like Captain America. <laughs> um, yeah, I can do this all day. Yeah, um, I know. They're just I know. I know. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I liked that kind of twist where he, he puts him in a metaphysical uh, like kind of middle ground where it's like um, they're talking about if you take all the parts away from a boat uh, and uh, like replace it with new parts, is it still the same boat? Um, and I thought that was a really cool conversation because that kind of brings a different nuance to the character. And you also see the white vision gain some humanity from that conversation you know and it leads into uh him gaining the memories and everything um but then the second one was the final moments of um like the uh the hex closing up and vision and wanda having that conversation and and vision going uh like asking what he is and it isn't it is he doesn't act sad um because he realizes that like what he what he is isn't isn't necessarily real or fake or uh alive or dead it's 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 the memory he's the memory he's the best and the worst parts of her memory of the uh their relationship you know um and i think that was that was just super powerful and uh so those those two conversations were were the ones that really like kind of grab like grabbed me and like kept me like listening and holding me in a little bit, you know, cyber, uh, there, uh, for myself too. Also, there's a couple lines that really popped out to me in the final episode. The first one being, uh, when, uh, Monica and, uh, Scarlett are talking and, you know, Scarlett asks Monica, you know, you know, are you mad at me? And Monica's like, if I was in the same situation, you, I'd do the same thing to bring my mother back, you know? Yeah. So that was very interesting conversation because you and Monica recognized, you know, what ha was happening to Scarlet, Witch. you know, this was grief. This was her way of trying to deal with it and that she understood and that, you know, she holds 
no ill will against her for what happened because if I was in that situation, I would have done the same thing. And then I really enjoyed the conversation between Agatha and Wanda at the end too when Wanda turns her back into the person living in Westville. Um, telling her, oh, you're going to stay here for the for your your life. I'm not going to put you in a prison. You're going to stay here and you're going to be that character you picked for yourself. And that mm-hmm. lines were just funny. And she's like, no, don't do that. You know, and then she turns into the the Westview version of Agatha. And that was just a great moment, too, and a great reminder that this is how powerful Wanda is, you know, and at least she showed a little bit of kindness with Agatha, considering, you know, that she caused all this havoc that ended up happening. Yeah, most definitely. You know, and, and I got to definitely say that, Perry, I uh, like I share with you the same feeling about that ending of vision kind of, I guess, dying, if you want to say dying. I mean, that was very powerful, you know, like. When, when Wanda said, you are the piece of the Mind Stone that stays with me forever or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that lives in me or whatever. That was deep, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was really deep. Like I didn't realize that the first time that I watched the episode, I didn't notice her say that. The second mm-hmm. time I did, that totally changed my entire view on vision. The, re- the, the, yeah. the you know. The, the 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 Wanda reality vision, because mm-hmm. at that point, you know that kind of like that tells you something different about who he was. You know what I mean? That he was like a, like a shard of like the Mind Stone in a way. You know, um, and I really think that you know, the, just the whole dialogue in that during that whole scene was out without was outstanding, and the writing yeah. for the whole episode was great. As far as I'm concerned, like I already told you, Perry, I think it was the best writing that they did in the whole series was in the fi- in the finale. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, very well done. Um, and you know, they it it was definitely sad. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I didn't cry or anything, but like, um, just the whole just just taking into consideration that whole dynamic that they had, you know, with what Vision was and everything and whatnot, it was very powerful. Without question. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just to kind of like, you know, just to close things out, guys, since we're hitting the two, we're hitting the two hour mark and whatnot. Um, you know, I just like to kind of, I guess, start with you, Cyber, and just ask you, you know, like, um, what are you really looking forward to beyond talking to the Winter Soldier in the MCU right now? Like, what's what stands out to you? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I put in a corner, didn't I? Hmm. Hmm. Don't put Cyber in a corner. Hmm. <laughs> no, no, it kind of cut out at the very end when you were finishing what you asked. So, could you repeat that, please? <laughs> what are you looking forward to in the in, in the in the for the MCU other than Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to Shang Chi, like you were mentioning earlier. I'm really looking forward to seeing that new character. That's going to be really awesome to see. Uh, it'll be really fun to see what the actual Mandarin is all about uh, versus the version they gave us in Iron Man 3. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Eternals too because that's a whole new stepping stone we have not got over yet either in the MCU. So I'm really looking forward to what's going on with that. 
Uh, definitely looking forward to the other couple of the other Marvel shows like She-Hulk and Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, of course, too, as well. Uh, really looking forward to Loki. I'm absolutely down for Loki any day of the week. I absolutely love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. He is by far one of my favorite characters. Um, so I'm really interested to see where they're going to go with that, too. Uh, but then, I mean, down the course of the line, it'll be interesting to see Blade, to see what they do with that. It'll be interesting to see what Marvel decides with the third Deadpool uh, when they eventually do it, just to kind of give us, you know, this new, you know, taking it from the Fox property, bringing it to the Marvel property, seeing how they make it different than the first preview two entries. And then also, I'm really looking forward to uh, when they eventually end up doing Ghost Rider and some of these other characters that we really haven't gotten seen all in the MCU. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I know that they have 60 years worth of, you know, ideas going and different characters that they're planning on introducing, um, but we haven't heard like, you know, when they're going to do it. But also I'm really interested in seeing what they do with the Fantastic Four too, because with how bad yeah. the last one did compared to the first two, which hands down, I'm sorry, it, I thought the first two were really fantastic. I loved them. I thought the casting was perfect. I loved Chris Evans as the Human Torch. I thought Ian Gruffer did a great job as Mr. Fantastic, but I'm really yeah. interested in seeing John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic too. That's that be interesting to see. To see him differentiate himself from, you know, being Jim Helper in The Office, that would be really interesting to see. Most definitely. Yeah. Good call on that one. I re I'm really excited about the Fantastic Four too. Perry, same question, brother. Um, so I think I, I I can't wait as as your first your first answer was Shang Chi and I was thinking the same thing I was like damn it <laughs> but I'm very I'm I'm very uh, excited for that too I'm also Sorry. really excited for <laughs> I'm really excited for Thor Love and I Thunder yeah. hey good good, good yeah good, good good one yeah yeah so I, I and that'll be interesting um, especially with Natalie Portman confirmed coming back and she's probably going to take the hammer um you know they kind of teased it when they announced it that she came out with the hammer and stuff um yep so uh, i'm really excited for that character to develop and see if they straight up kill off uh hemsworth uh as thor um or if he retires to a to a planet or a realm somewhere else and relaxes you know he's been through a lot <laughs> um but uh then another one is the what if series the animated hey. uh, show that's that's going to come out uh sometime this year and i'm really excited to see what that's all about i've heard um like with interviews with uh people that are involved with it like doing the voices and stuff um that should just be a fun a fun thing to watch uh with just like random what if this happened or what if that happened and that should be really cool and everybody that's been a part of it has said it um has had nothing but great things to say about how it's turning out and the bits that they've seen of it so whether or not that's just blowing like blowing smoke up like the show's ass or whatever um or if it's actually going to be like that is still like back and forth but <laughs> um but I, I I think it's I think it's gonna be a really cool um, kind of little thing that people are kind of meh about, but it'll I think it'll end up being a really cool side side project for Marvel to kind of develop into something cool. That's great. I think that's great, Perry. I think that really like 
that was very concise because I mean, you, you, you definitely pulled two properties out there that I wasn't even thinking about. And I mean, really they're great because I mean, Thor four is going to be awesome. No matter what, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Taiki Watiti storm might be in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. no one might be in it. Like, I mean, who knows who's going to be in yeah. it? Um, yeah, and it's going to be a big movie. It's they're already saying it's going to be like an Avengers type movie. Like that's what they're saying. So like, I mean, you know, I'm totally thrilled, you know, at, at that whole prospect. I really am for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, you guys basically covered it as far as I'm concerned. I always wanted to see the Falcon and the winter soldier. I was stoked for that from the beginning when they first said they were going to make that series. I was like, okay, that's the one I want to see Falcon and the winter soldier. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was one that I was locked in on. You know what I mean? And I had no idea WandaVision was going to move me the way it did or be as powerful mm -hmm. as it was. Um, you know, but I mean, I'm impressed. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a loyal MCU fan, you know, like I, I'm, I'm as confident as you can possibly be with Kevin Feige at Marvel studios. That's how I am. I think they can, yeah. I think Thanks. anything they touch. Thanks. Yeah. I think they just, like, they're going to make it work. I just know they are. Yeah. You know, casting these major characters like Wolverine and shit like that, they're going to do a good job. I know they will. I know they'll find the right actor to play Wolverine. I know they yep. will. They always do. Um, right. You know, uh, I mean, if I had to just say what is the one thing I'm really looking forward to that I'm like, you know, I'm excited about beyond Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think The Eternals could really be a spoiler film. I really do. I really think The Eternals could be a spoiler movie that could literally be like a, like, box office smash type movie i think the timing of it and everything and whatnot along with the pandemic could really be where it could be a really big popular film and those characters could really grow on people because i mean it's like another avengers team almost you know like that's yeah. what they are you know um and they have a lot of cool powers those characters they have some really interesting powers and some power sets and stuff like that angelina jolie in the mcu is awesome i love mm -hmm. angelina jolie you know, I yeah. don't care what the what the tabloids say or whatever. Like, I love it. <laughs> so I'm pumped to see her in the film. Um, but anyways, guys, I want to thank both of you for coming on. Harry Ramsey, you are the man. Cybernetic <laughs> Shark, you son of a bitch. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I love working with you, man. You're great to work with. Perry, I mean, you are like, I'm telling you right now. You guys are great. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't ask for for a better a better crew than this right here. I'm, this is like this is like an all star team. <laughs> this was a, yeah, this was great. I think we we covered a lot. We covered so much stuff too, and we mm -hmm. I think we did a pretty good job, you know, having good conversations about it. This was this was a, so much fun. <laughs> hey, when you're working with good people, right, Cyber? I mean, yeah. it's not hard. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, Harry, come on, Rizzle, man. Come on, come join us. I know, on Rizzle. If we don't see you there, Perry, we're looking for you. <laughs> we need, we need somebody to offer sure, man. We need you on the app. Yeah, I'll I'll have to I'll have to uh I'll have to look at it in a, in this weekend or something and be figure out what I want to do with it. <laughs> All right, okay. So well, sounds, sounds like a great opportunity. I mean, you can link it to you can link it with your podcast if you want. That's, right. I mean, that's, that's what true. a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. They like. So you could do like a one minute intro to your podcast you're going to be doing 
and you could introduce it and use it that way to help get yourself more yeah. people wanting to look at your podcast. Good like point. I said, you know, like yeah. you're saying, a lot of people do that. So that's yeah. a really good idea. All right, everybody. To, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is the MCU's Bleeding Edge with Cybernetic Shark, Perry Ramsey, and Jeff Sloboda. And we are out. Peace. Oh.